Hello and welcome to She's Killing It, the serial entrepreneur's guide to building an empire. I'm Alicia Shoemaker. And I'm Deb Oliviera. And we're here to share our tips, tricks, and shortcuts to building a massive business. Between the two of us, we've built over a dozen businesses, many of them being six-figure businesses. And we can't wait to share our experience to help you launch and grow a massive empire. We want to be the ones that help you scale your business, automate it, grow your team, and build your empire. Let's get started. Thank you for joining us for our next episode and final episode. Final episode of season one. Of She's Killing It. So today we are going to talk about closing a chapter. Ooh, so when we first talked about doing a podcast, like the very first episode I said we had to do, we have to talk about closing. <laughs> we have to talk about like shutting a door because I feel like a lot of business owners don't think about business in terms of having an ending. Like we go in thinking this thing is going to live on forever. It's going to live past me. It's like a dynastic plan. But man, there is like, there has to be acceptance and understanding around the day that a business needs to stop. We need to walk away from it and sell it. Like, I just think there's so much in there that we never unpack and it's time. Or even if it means packing up your business, putting it in a storage unit and deciding to go after it another day. <laughs> that's that's an odd, that. <laughs> I was going to say, that's an oddly specific explanation. Would you, do you want to do Let's start there. <laughs> Just when something no longer serves you, like there's so many reasons why to close a chapter of a business. And one of them is when it no longer serves you or when it no longer makes sense financially. Like there are a million reasons. And I don't know that there's really a wrong reason to close a chapter on a business. Like I know between you and I, we have opened and closed and put into a storage unit multiple businesses. Yeah. And I feel like, like you said, there's really no right reason to close. But the minute that it's decided in your head that it no longer is serving whatever the need or the success metric, right? We've talked about that in previous episodes. Whatever that success metric is, as long as it's, or at the minute it stops meeting that need is the day it has to close. I don't care if it's because you decided to sell all your worldly possessions and you want to go live with monks, please do. But recognize that the minute that it no longer is a motivating factor to meet that success and there is no new success criteria, it's time to take a step back and it's time to be done. Absolutely. So personally, one of my businesses that I closed, it was a successful, thriving business. It was. And I closed it. At the height. Like, who does that? (laughs) But I spent about a year in the process of being like, I don't know that I want to continue doing this. I didn't know that I wanted to stay in that industry because it was robbing me of the time with my daughter. That's a huge metric or that's a huge thing to be losing, especially because you have a young daughter. I do. And she's only young for so long. And that was very eye-opening because as I had talked earlier in the season, 
that I lost a daughter to stillbirth. And that was very eye-opening of realizing she is growing up so fast and she's only this little for you know so long. Yeah. And I wanted to enjoy that. In the industry that I was in, it was very like hustle, hustle, hustle. You're gone every weekend. You're working 60 hours a week. And even though I could have outsourced more, I could have created a new system. I was at the point that I said, you know what? Even though this is a successful business, I don't want to sell it. I still want it, but this does not serve me any longer. So I chose to close it. One of my first business closures was actually my commercial kitchen and my bakery. So I built this business around a full-time job. And it was just at the time, it was me and my husband. We were either getting married or newlywed. And I was baking things out of my kitchen. And I decided I'm going to build a commercial kitchen. I'm going to have a bakery, but it's going to be made to order so I can still work my day job that I still loved. And I did that for a while. And it was successful. It was growing. I was getting traction. I was doing custom cakes that I loved. Like It was feeding my soul and paying for itself and making me some money. And I found out I was pregnant, which was really exciting. We hadn't thought we were able to get pregnant. It was like a big deal. And my thought was, well, I can do this and then I'll hire. Then I had to go on bed rest. And my medical situation made it so that I couldn't work in my bakery anymore. Now, could I have found somebody? Sure. Could I have closed up shop for a while? Sure. The rent was super low. Could I have maintained it for a while with the extra income that I was making in my full-time job? Absolutely. But as I was looking at the way my life was going to change with having a kid, at the time I didn't know it was my daughter, with having a, a little girl, you know, I... I realized that I would have to choose between spending time with my daughter or baking. And to me, it was a no-brainer, right? It's, well, then the bakery has to go. And I also knew my ability at the time as a 25-year-old that had never really doubled down and invested and worked for myself full-time, I was not in a position to be a leader that was required to hire somebody to work for me in that space. Like I was just not ready. And I looked at it and went, that is not a skill set that I can learn while I'm trying to learn to be a mom while I'm also still working. Now, it was the hardest decision I've ever made. I cried and I stand firmly in that that was the best decision I could have made for myself, for my family in that moment. It didn't get to a point where I was told to close. It didn't get to a point where it cost me money and it allowed me a smooth exit into something that was more important, more soul feeding, and just a brighter moment in my life that I was ready to close that door. Absolutely. It's being able to be honest with yourself when you say, this is not going to serve my life because I truly believe your business is a tool that your life comes first Mm -hmm. and your business is the tool that gives you the life that you desire. So if your business is going to rob you from the life that you want, then it's not serving its purpose and it's not feeding your soul. And sometimes it's not about that it's not feeding your soul. Maybe it is feeding your soul, but you can't get it to the point that it's profitable. Oh, that one's a hard one. But yeah, sometimes there is that moment where you're like, this is not either making me enough now or going to make me enough to sustain the life that I need. Absolutely. And I've had one of those too. Ah, tell me. It was a hard stop. I did it for a year and it was a hard stop. Like, okay, I didn't have capacity to put the systems in place 
that needed to be done for that business mm-hmm. to make it profitable. So I had to be really honest with the numbers. The numbers are not going to lie. As much as I wanted it to thrive, I didn't have capacity. It wasn't making the money. It wasn't profitable. It was a sinking ship. I was like, within one year, hard stop. I know at that point, I knew business and I knew where this was heading. And I, was, I had to be very honest with that. And so even when these businesses close, it's not a all hope is lost, you know, that this was something, I mean, it is sad, but it's not like I failed. Right. You know, you learn so much through every opening and closing. And I'm not saying to go out and open and close a bunch of businesses so that you can like learn this stuff. So you can get the experience. Like that's right. not cool. <laughs> like, please don't do that. <laughs> but sometimes it happens naturally. And it's never this like all hope is lost because you, what you gain is so flipping valuable. Yes. So I want to go back to your story for just a second. So you said one year, full stop, like I'm out, we're done. It's closed. Today it was, or yesterday it was open. Today it's done. Did you reset that timeline ahead of time? Like, did you say if it's not profitable in a year or did you look at the numbers after one year and go, nope, we're done? I looked ahead. So okay. it was very much like starting it where I gave it a year. And then I gave myself, it was either two or three months to close up the shop. Okay. That I let, you know, our customers know that, hey, this is coming. I was very honest with them and closed it up. Like there was an end date and then mm-hmm. it was moving on from there. I love it. So let's talk about, and I, again, when we first talked about doing a podcast, this was like cornerstone. Number one, we have to talk about this. Let's talk about what we get from closing. Like there, like you just talked about, there's so many things, so much you learn. So I kind of want to talk about like what doors opened for you because you closed up shop because you said no more. Like what things, what opportunities did you have because you made that choice? I was able to actually sit back and reevaluate what it was that I did want out of my future and go in that direction. I knew I loved coaching while I owned that. It was an over six-figure business. It was thriving. It was doing great. It made me happy at one point, but after 14 years in it, I knew that my heart was just like not there anymore. And so it opened up the way for me to like really reevaluate what I wanted my life to look like. Mm -hmm. And then I could go forward from there, which is exactly what I did. And so I went full force into coaching, which makes me so happy to the point that I could cry. (laughs) <laughs> being able to you know walk beside other business owners who are struggling in their business and I'm like oh I've been there let's walk through this together and just the opportunities that come up after closing I would suggest after closing to sit back and just let it be for a minute yep. just let it be really don't move forward based on emotion yeah that calming time I think is really important I can say that you know, if you close and immediately try to play and what's the next thing I'm going to open, it's like a breakup. You really do. You have to sit for a minute, let things settle, and then really define what things you've learned. For me, 
one of the most powerful things I've gotten out of any closure, any decision to walk away from something is the relationships and the contacts that I got from a previous life. So when I describe how my career path has been is I describe it in lives. Like I had my corporate life and I had my bakery life and I had my direct selling life and I have my, I have my agency life and all of these things, they're all totally different. Most people look at me like I'm crazy when I said I owned a bakery and now I own a a digital marketing agency. Like they're not even remotely related. (laughs) However, the bakery introduced me to new small businesses who are looking for collaborations. And it reinforced for me that relationships are really important. In my direct selling days, I actually met the person that I hired as my VP for my agency. When my husband and I owned an auto repair shop, my number one biggest client that I do work for, and I really started focusing in on being an agency, came from a contact that was a walk-in salesperson from my husband's shop that I met while I was standing at the front counter. Like It was the relationships that I made, the connections that I made that have fueled Flamingo to be a thing. Oh, I love that. Absolutely love that. So even if I'm not measuring baking soda anymore, like I'm not measuring and weighing and melting chocolate and doing all those things anymore, it's the things and the people that you learned from one adventure to the next that carry over to make you a better business person, a better advocate, a better coach, more experienced. You just, you've seen some shit. You've been through war. You get it. And then so when that pitfall or that speed bump or that situation comes up in this next life, it's so much easier to manage because you one, you've already survived it, but two, you've seen where you've made mistakes in the past or things that you weren't ready for that in the moment, right after closing, you're like, oh, I should have made a different choice. I should have done this differently. I should have. No, it was very intentional that you were not ready to take that different step. Yeah. So stop the shuttas. The shuttas. Stop shooting all over yourself. Like this isn't helpful because if we look at it from a super high level, it really comes down to closing. Let's try to do it in a way that doesn't harm you. Let's put together a plan for what an exit looks like. So you're not, you know, lights on one day, lights off the next. Let's transition. Let's maintain those relationships with your customers and clients by communicating the change. And then let's maintain those relationships because you never know what something's going to change into or what you're going to change into in this next work life. And it's never a failure. Never. Closing a business, no matter your reason, it is not a failure. And I feel like so often we get hard on ourselves when it's that time to close, especially if it was for the reason that it wasn't profitable. Mm -hmm. That's not a fail. It's the cliche where it's like, cool, you learned what didn't work. (laughs) So where are we going from here? It's the Edison and the light bulb. We found 2,000 ways that it didn't work. Well, exactly. Okay, duh. Yes, of course. But I think it comes down to we also have to just accept and in that this is not a reflection of you. This is no. a reflection of so many factors of the, of the market, of your business, of the model you used to, you implemented, of the systems you implemented. There are so many things that have to go right to keep and make a business successful that maybe one of them broke down and it's okay. It does not reflect on you as a business owner, as you as a leader, as you as a woman, if you decide, for instance, to walk away to take care of family or to walk away because you want to find something else, to walk away because it just doesn't feed your soul anymore and it doesn't serve you personally. It's not 
a failure. Right on that point, that that's like perfect for me to talk about the business that is right now sitting in a storage unit. <laughs> oh, yes, please. Okay. Explain because what you were just away. saying, I'm sitting here and I'm like, oh, the storage unit. <laughs> oh. So I had a co-owner. Her and I owned this business together pre-pandemic. Originally, it was passed on to us. Like we bought the company. It was profitable. The original owners were out of the country running this business. So we're like, okay, this makes sense. You're not even here and you can make a profit on this business. So we bought the company. We revamped it a bit and we were like going good. You know, we were learning. We were chalking along. It was going great. And then pandemic hit and we had to close our doors essentially for a year. Yeah. And so there was like, you know, the relief, the financial relief that was coming in. So we were able to get a little bit of that. It wasn't enough to sustain it. Mm -hmm. And then when the doors reopened, the industry completely changed on what was expected. Yeah. And we had to look at it where it was lost after month, after month, after month. And we're like, we see where this is going. We've tried to keep it afloat. Before this is a crash and burn, we're going to pull out. We knew the system that we created worked Mm pre-pandemic. So picked up, put this entire company, all of the assets, everything in a storage unit where it sits today. Because at some point, we're going to pick it back up. And figure out how it fits. Either the market returns to the way it was before, or you've seen enough other things and you've kept a pulse on the things that are changing in that industry And you're able to reopen it with those different systems and things in place that are more expected now that things are reopened. Yes. I love it. So how do you know when that day comes? When you look at the industry and you're like, I have the solution to this problem. Mm. And sometimes it's convincing the industry to be like, I have the solution to your problem. You didn't know that you had this problem. I'm the solution. But it's really seeing the need mm-hmm. and then being like, you know what? I'm going to try this again. Yeah. Right now, the girl who I was owned the company with, my co-owner, she is slowly starting to bring things out of our storage unit because she's trying a version of what we did herself, which is completely cool. Like I am so excited about that because she wants to try it in her own way. Interesting. And yeah. And so it's like dabbling a little bit, but knowing that that company, it is not a complete no, because we know that it worked before that the industry changed and it's a not right now. So I'm going to close this chapter. I'm going to put it in a storage unit because it's a not right now, but I'm going to watch this industry because I intend to reopen this. What I love about that idea is kind of putting it away for now is it sets it up so that you're kind of thinking about it fresh again. Yes, you have an entire model. Yes, you have literally all the equipment. There's no acquisitions required to reopen this, but you can look at it with fresh eyes, with a fresh experience, with new contacts, with new relationships. And more importantly, you can weigh, are you ready to open something else and basically start this process from the beginning but with so much knowledge, so much experience, and just being able to recognize, does it fit into your life? Does it fit into your passion? Does it fit? Like you get to do all of those checklists again, instead of looking at it like, I'm still in it. I guess I'm going to have to keep going because I don't know what else to do. 
No. I don't know that I love this word, but it's such a blessing to be able to clothe by choice. Nobody came to your door and put on the sticker and locked you out. You got to choose to walk away. And I feel like that's such a powerhouse move to go, you know what? My choice. I'm walking away. It doesn't serve me. It doesn't serve my community. My community doesn't need this right now. My community needs something else. And so I will wait until my people are ready. And oh man, the power behind that choice. Because we have control of our lives. Our business is the tool that gives us the life that we love. Yeah. It's a tool. It should never be a crutch. It's not an anchor. So don't look at it like I am chained to this thing. You're not. You have the power. At any moment, you can say, you know what? I'm good. I'm going to walk away. I can sell it. I can do whatever I need to do. I can sell the assets. When we were selling our auto repair business, sometimes it was like, man, I'm ready to burn this building to the ground and walk (laughs) away from the ashes. Like that transition out where I had already, I had made the choice. We were moving in that direction. It just takes time. Like you talked about, took you three months to kind of close up shop for what you were doing. For us, it took a few months because we had to sell a building. There was assets, there was closures, there was notices. All those things had to be done. But man, once that choice was made, I'm like, all right, let's go. Like, let's move the things along. I'm ready. And, you know, people viewing the the shop are coming in. And there were moments where I'm like, I'm just going to burn it to the ground. We're just, (laughs) I'm good. The decision is made. Like, I don't care what happens anymore. We're, I'm out. Like, I'm so done. And that's also how I feel like, you know, it's time. There's nostalgia. Like that was a business that my husband and I built together. It was something we worked together from beginning to end. I did the business side. He did the technical side. Like it was a a feat of strength between the two of us. Like there's some nostalgia there, but I don't look back at it and regret saying it's time. Sometimes I even think maybe we should have done it a little bit sooner, but I never look back on that decision. And I feel like that's how you know it's right is once you've made the choice in your head and you've said the words and there is not an inkling of doubt that this is the right choice. That's when you knew it was time. And sometimes there might be that little inkling of doubt where where it feels like a failure. So it like you have to really examine what that feeling is. Mm -hmm. Where it's like, oh, if I could just hang on just a little bit longer, but is it time? Yeah. Which is like financially, is it not making a profit for you know X amount of time? Is this not turning around? Like, are you looking at the industry? What is this doing to you physically, like mentally? Yeah. You'll know. And I don't even want to say that you'll know, but it's time to close. It's, yeah. it's time to go on to the next chapter. And there's one last thing that I want to talk through when you talk about failure is that inkling. And so when you're in that inkling moment, it's time to evaluate what's causing that feeling of failure. Is it a choice that was made? Is it an industry issue? Is it like sit with that feeling a little bit to identify and work through it because logically we know that's not a failure. Was it, were we too delayed in making a choice? Did we move too quickly? Did we invest too big, too fast? Find where that failure moment feels like it's hitting you because that and identifying that is going to be what will propel the next adventure And you'll see that coming and know that's a potential hurdle or a potential pitfall and you'll watch for it and you'll know what to do next time. So it's not a failure unless you do not spend the time evaluating it. Yeah. And if you don't 
go at it with a plan. Like actually take the time, be intentional, sit down, make the plan on how this is going to close. Because make it your choice, make it your time. Don't wait until there's a sticker on your door that says you have to close shop. Look ahead and make that plan so that you remain in control. And do not apologize for making that choice. You owe no one an apology for walking away from a business that you created, bought, or are running. It is okay. It is acceptable. And it is a graceful exit to say, I am done. And it is okay to make new decisions based off the new information. I don't know that we can end it any better than that. Like mic drop, man. I'm out. Season two. Season two. Thank you so much for joining us for season one. We cannot wait to see you for season two. All sorts of new things, new guests, new topics, and new excitement are coming your way in season two of She's Killing It. Thank you for listening to today's episode of She's Killing It. Be sure to hit the subscribe button. And if you found something in particular that you loved about this episode, be sure to review it and share it with all of your female entrepreneur friends. We can't wait to chat with you next time.